This is the Radio Bold News Pod. I'm Mike Sikel with timely conversations for the Sullivan Catskills and beyond. Welcome to the Radio Bold News Pod. I'm Mike Sikel, and with me today is Sullivan County Child Care Council Executive Director Donna Willie. And uh, Donna, great to have you here today. We're going to talk about a topic that, well, you know, we were saying before we started this conversation here that uh, you and I have been talking about child care for a long time. Certainly you have over the years and been involved with the Child Care Council even before you were director for many years. And uh, now it seems to be a real primary topic of conversation these days, especially after last year's pandemic, and we're still seeing those effects. So um, I'm going to start off with the basics. Donna, why don't you tell us what is the Sullivan County Child Care Council? Give us a little overview. Uh, the Sullivan County Child Care Council is a not-for-profit. We're funded by mostly state and local contracts, and we provide child care assistance for parents and providers in the way of we help parents find child care. Usually it's licensed or registered care. We help um, families that want to use their moms or their neighbors for their child care provider to help them find a funding stream to pay for it. We make sure kids in child care eat healthy. We provide training to child care providers. We also go in child care providers' homes and provide technical assistance and also to make sure they're following the regulatory guidelines. So it's a lot. I mean, that's, it, that, it's a that's, lot. that's a lot uh, that the, the council covers as, as an umbrella. Um, you know, I was talking about the quote unquote crisis. And I know, you know, child care has been a challenge here in Sullivan County for a long time. But uh, what would you say right now? Uh, where do we stand as far as the child care, if you want to call it a crisis or situation here in Sullivan County? Yes. Well, um, for starters, it's not just Sullivan County. It's statewide and actually nationwide. Sure. Yeah. Um, but child care is complicated because the child care provider can only charge X amount of dollars per child because the parents can't afford to pay more than X amount of dollars per child. So it's a complicated um, business, but it is a business. Um, we don't have enough child care providers in Sullivan County to cover the um, requests that we receive. Parents are actually slowing down their phone calls because we're not able to help them at all. They're kind of finding their own solutions mm. and we're not going back to work at all. So, and childcare is expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you have any sort of a, a, a feel for that? And I, I, I don't know if you have statistics to quote, but uh, you know, we, we're certainly all aware these days that uh, a lot of people, especially women, have uh, taken themselves out of the workforce only because, you know, they have they have no choice. It's a uh, it's a decision they make when it comes down to child care and, and, you know, running the family. So uh, it, it has that been something? I mean, even if it's anecdotal, I mean, do you hear that from a lot of people here in Sullivan County? Uh, yes, there are people choosing not to go back to work because of child care. There's also a lot of people still working from home because they can't find child care, mm-hmm. although that's not really the best solution because you can't. Focus on your work and also take care of your children, especially small children. Um, even some of our own staff is not able to come back into the office full time because they're having trouble finding childcare for the infant. Now, are there any other efforts that are still going on? I know, for example, during the during the pandemic, you know, there was a real push, and that I think came from New York State uh, for childcare. Uh, being provided to first responders, healthcare workers, things like that. I mean, are those programs still ongoing? What's the situation with that? Yeah, that money funneled down from the Federal CARES Act into mm-hmm. New York State, and New York State chose to spend it on essential worker scholarships. So um, they had a scholarship up until I think it was uh, June of last year, and then they extended it 
um, we participated in a lot of that facilitation, and the second one we did not, but I do believe that the second one ended recently. So there's no more central worker scholarship funds available. Now the state is focusing on spending the um, ARPA money on um, child care providers and providing stabilization for the child care providers. And ARPA um, is a federal program? or what, Yeah, what? it's the American Recovery Act. Okay, all right. Um, so that's where most of the money is going, and... Mm-hmm. Um, so far, last time I looked, there's over almost two million dollars dispersed to fe- child care providers in Sullivan County. Really, um, wow. just try yeah. to stabilize them, and they can use that for staffing. They can use it for equipment. They can use it for um, several different things. And we are facilitating that grant. So if they get the grant, we're also there to provide training and help them. Now, spend is that it. Is, is that situation uh, having that kind of money. Is, is that going to create a situation where maybe some larger child care providers can get off the ground? And it, it, I mean, what are you focusing on? You mentioned earlier, like it could be something as simple as, you know, helping a family out to uh, to create a small child care business. But it sounds like the need is so great that you really need to expand the programs. And I mean, is that what you're working towards? Yes. So we definitely need more slots. Um, the stabilization money is mostly to provide stabilization for the child care providers that have kind of stood out through the whole pandemic. A lot of them, um, their enrollments went down to 50% because of spacing requirements because of COVID and or parents not working. So they lost a lot of their enrollment mm. um, or the other expenses that were expected of them. So the money now stabilization is trying to fix that issue or at least help that issue. But coming at the end of the year, there's also supposed to be another opportunity for new programs or programs that are um, smaller to expand. So there'll be funding for additional um expansions. So that's what we're really hoping for because we do need more child care slots. Does it matter what size? I mean, are you, are, are you focused towards uh, getting maybe some larger child care providers, like just having more, more slots, more services available? I do not think that that fund has anything to do with how big you can be a family provider going to group or you can be a center okay. expanding classrooms. Mm-hmm. However, it is easier to open a family and group family program because it's in your house. There's way less overhead to begin. Financially, it's a better decision to start your business that way and then expand into a center. And it happens a lot faster. Uh-huh. Okay. We hear about child care services that are provided by institutions. You know, for example, the SUNY Sullivan uh, has their own uh, child care provider on site. There aren't as many large institutional companies here uh, in Sullivan County, but the uh, Center for Discovery, for example, uh, those kind of places. Now, does the Child Care Council work with organizations like that, or is that a whole separate child care um, part of the uh, of the county. Uh, no, we definitely we work with all child care programs whether they're licensed, registered, legally exempt, um, preschool programs, all chi- all types of child care we work with whatever their needs are we figure out, you know, mm-hmm. based on the state, based on the funding, based on the needs of the parents, we kind of work with everybody. And of course people come to you with those particular issues too. I mean, I imagine if if somebody needs something especially a smaller child care provider um, they can connect with the council and and get the information that they need, or maybe yeah, we, even the support, maybe even financial support, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So we we it's complicated. There's a lot of questions and a lot mm-hmm. of unknowns. So when people are looking to open childcare, whether it's family childcare or daycare center, we can definitely give them a lot of information and guide them to where they need to get um, the detailed information. Like a center, they have to go to the regional office, the Office of Children and Family Services regional office. 
um, is their licensor and the ones that actually guide them, but we're there for technical assistance and training and all sorts of other things. So what are the differences? I mean, for example, because you've mentioned a couple of times now, what is a licensed child care provider versus... Legally exempt. Uh, legally exempt, yeah. So a licensed and registered child care provider, um, the difference between registered and licensed is a legal thing, and I don't really know even what the difference is. But they all Does have it depend to, on size? or nope, No, I don't know. No? It has to do with social service law, and I don't know what the particulars are okay. of the law. But the bottom line is family child care and group family child care, the regulations are almost identical. It's just the ratios are a little bit different, how many kids you can have and how many adults you can have. Hmm. Um, and school-age programs and daycare centers, the regulations are very similar, um, and they're a little bit more complicated because they're off-site, not in someone's home. But the difference between licensed and registered versus, say, a legally exempt provider is a legally exempt provider is legally exempt from the regulations because of the amount of children they have or the amount of time the kids are in their care. Interesting. All right. So let's let's go into some of the particulars because I'm sure some people might be listening to this and think, well, maybe, maybe it is an option for me, even as a business or, or you know, expanding uh, within my family. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the training that the Sullivan County Child Care Council provides for uh, individuals that might be thinking about becoming providers. Actually, training comes a little bit farther down the road. Really, um, it starts with giving us a call and saying, what do I need to do? We usually guide them to the Office of Children and Family Services website to kind of get a little feel of what it means. There's an orientation that they have to take. It's just a half-hour online informational thing, so they kind of know what they're getting themselves into. Uh, and then... When they get down to, they submit their applications, either to us or to the state, we provide a health and safety training and or guide them to where they can get the health and safety training. It's a 15-hour course, and it's all regulatory-driven, so they know what's expected of them once they open their doors. Um, and then there's ongoing professional development, which we also provide those hours. Some of it is free, and some of it has a cost, kind of depending on what the training is, how long it is, and what the need is. We also provide um, first aid CPR, which is a requirement. Now, those uh, those courses, are they ongoing? I mean, do, do you update uh, current child care providers and do they have to, you know, take some some kind of X number of hours of courses to, to stay licensed, for example, or, or something like that? Yes. Licensed and registered providers mm -hmm. have to have a minimum of 30 hours every two years, and they're in 10 different categories. Um, so some of it's child development. Some of it is um, the newest category is ACEs. It's called Adverse Child, Care, child Experiences, um, which is a very interesting topic, but that's a new one. It's health and safety, all sorts of things. There's 10 topics altogether. So how involved is uh, is the process when it comes to uh, children? I mean, uh, for example, are there specific child care providers that might deal more with special needs children or, uh, you know, different kind of subcategories of that where, where you do assist child care providers? Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, we pretty much assist everybody and whatever their needs are, we respond to them however it's appropriate to suit their needs. Mm -hmm. um, there are providers that choose to do special needs. There's providers that choose to do, or I should say choose not to do infant and toddler care because infant and toddler care is very expensive. The ratios are low, so you can only have four infants to one adult, whereas a pre-K you can have six kids to one adult in a, in a provider's home. Mm. Um, the one to four ratio is actually for a center. It's one to two in a home. Um, so you could see the more children you have, the more money you make. So the lower the ratio, the less money you make. But the expenses are pretty much the same. Uh -huh. So yeah. infant toddler care is very expensive because of the overhead and the, the need that the children need. Now, as far as in Sullivan County, is, is 
is the infant toddler care like really in need? I mean, is yes, there, is there, it's like, dire need. Dire all, need. Almost all of our phone, I would say 75% of our phone calls are for infants and toddlers. Mm-hmm. And there just aren't any slots available. So. so does somebody get on a list? How does that work? Like if you're looking for child care yeah, and they so call if, the council? Yeah. So if a parent calls and they'll say, um, say, I work in Monticello, but I live in Liberty. So a child care program anywhere between Liberty and Monticello would be fine with me. So we kind of look at our list of providers and... It's a random search. We just kind of search between those two points, and we give them three names, and then the parent will call those three names, and if it doesn't work, they'll call back. Um, we try to keep real close contact with the provider so we don't give parents names of providers that we know are full already, so they're not mm-hmm. getting frustrated in calling, which is kind of go back to where I said there's really just no child care. So if, if a provider calls and say, I have one infant slot, I could tell you it's full within a day. Sounds like a lot of juggling. That it's the, a lot like, of juggling. Yeah, yeah. And it's frustrating because it's frustrating for us because we can't help them and frustrating for parents because they really need help. There are people that want to work. They just can't because they have nowhere to leave their babies. So, um, you know, as we wind down here, can you give me an idea of, again, how people can get in touch with you? looking for child care, and certainly if someone's interested in being a provider. I mean, what what would you say to somebody? Because it sounds like there's so many different levels, any one of a number of, of different spaces, whether it be the, the age groups, the hours. What's, what's out there? I mean, I, I guess what I'm trying to do is encourage people that might be listening and, and just kind of thinking and on the fence about maybe going forward and, and becoming a child care provider. Yeah, so I could say if it crosses your mind, like, oh, maybe, call us. If yeah. you don't want to call, you can email or um, you can message us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page at Sullivan County Child Care Council. We answer that page immediately. Any, to- any way you like to communicate, we communicate that way. So... Um, if you are even wondering and you're not really sure, just call and ask. You know, you can ask your questions, decide, no, it's not for me, and move on. Or you can ask your questions and say, oh, maybe that is it, and move forward. Right. It doesn't cost that much to open a family child care business at all. Um, really, it's just the training. And I imagine and that, that individuals that already have children uh, and might be in that situation, this really could be a unique uh, and positive opportunity for them. Yes, that's kind yeah. of what started me, I don't know, like, 30 years ago my my baby is 30 (laughs) and she was in child care with me and then i started working at the council once she went to school so yeah yeah well it's uh it's quite a career for you and uh again you know i'd encourage people anyone who's even just thinking about it really because if you've listened to this interview for the past 15 minutes you know that there's there's so many different opportunities and and it is a complex subject i think sometimes people might be taken aback by just the scope of what needs to be done. And uh, that's, that's really, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, would, I think that's really the, the work of the council. That's your job is to, to sort of map the course for people and, uh, and keep them focused and, and try to get the right answers as they move forward. So it's a great, uh, it's a great resource. Yeah, well, it can be very intimidating. Even opening any business can be intimidating, but... Sure. We will help you every step of the way. And it's, you know, you just take everything like you do everything, little bits and pieces at a time, and you just keep moving forward until you reach your goal. So Sullivan County Child Care Council, uh, again, any questions you might have, whether you are a, uh, a, a provider at the moment or maybe thinking about getting into uh, child care, uh, the Sullivan County Child Care Council would be the place to, to reach out to. Donna Willie. Executive Director, Sullivan County Child Care Council. Thank you so much. Uh, Thanks, Mike, for having me. Appreciate it. 
This is Mike Sakel. Thanks for listening to the Radio Bold News Pod. Be back soon with more conversations that you can check out wherever you get your favorite podcasts and always at RadioBold.com.